know, sometimes we just have to be quiet and listen to what God has to say. Amen. You spend too much time talking and not enough listening, you can go down the wrong road.
Test one, two, amen. Wonderful job. Donnie Ray taught Neil how to play that guitar, didn't he, Neil? That's where I started. That's where you started. <laughs> What's he trying to say, Donnie? Uh, how long have you been playing, Neil? Five years in May. Man, when this man wants to do something, he gets all in. So what a blessing it was tonight, amen, to have him come and lead worship for us tonight, amen. Ain't God good. Touch somebody and say, ain't God good. We had our first uh, bike night a couple of months ago, and I asked Rex Robars, and I asked Ronnie to help me uh, put on a bike night. And, man, we were just so overwhelmed with what God did at this last bike night that we wanted to keep it going. We want to see Christian unity. We want to see uh, us all working together to find someone. If I were to ask you what ministry was or what your ministry was about, are you able to tell somebody that? Are you ready to give a testimony about what your ministry is, what it's about? how you got there. Bible says always be ready to give an account. So at this bike night, uh, Brother Ronnie's going to come. With He's from Faith Cycles. He is a great friend to me. We're, we're new friends, but, man, just like we've been friends forever, huh, Ronnie? I love you with all my heart. Ronnie, you come and give your testimony tonight. Give Ronnie a big round of applause, guys. Amen. Old school. You're walking a little old school there, cowboy. <laughs> I love you. Bless you. Okay, now, <clears throat> I guess I've known Mark 14 months. 14 months. I feel like I've known him forever. He's a brother to me. I love him to death. And he's got me to do twice in my life what I've never done before, and that's stand on a stage and talk to a group of strangers so I can tell you, I did it the last bike night, and I'm scared sitting up here looking at all these people. 
but I see friendly, smiling faces. I, I see people I love. I see people that come to the shop, and I love it. I love to see a brotherhood come together of bikers and family and friends. So I went to church this morning. Now, Pastor Mark gives me a hard time because I go to this little church down the street, and uh, that pastor said, when you're nervous on stage, do your power stance. So I'm going to stand here for a minute and do my power stance. Because I'm so nervous, I'm about to wet my britches. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I am just a wrench at Faith Cycles. Um, I have a very talented girlfriend, son, that helps me out. I couldn't make it a day without him. Um, there's another face in the crowd. His name, he's not here. He's, he's at a business meeting in Nashville. His name's Trent. So, that's Jake Short, dead center back there. Stand up, Jake. Everybody knows who you are. Wave. Uh, Trent is his brother, powerful man of God. He, young boy, speaks the word, lives it. He's been a powerful, powerful inspiration to me. You would think that, I, you know, I work at Faith Cycles. It is a Christian-based motorcycle shop we are going to put it out there we're going to put it on the streets and we're not going to hide behind anything we we are what we are and because of that i, I can tell you we've been truly blessed i i had a talk with the boys before i came here because i'm from san antonio and i said we're going to eat romaine noodles we're going to be broke we're going to sweat we're going to have a tough time so i we, we built the shop up, opened the door, and I was by myself. I said, I can handle this. God blessed that shop unmeasurably. You know, he, he entered my heart several years ago, and he, it just became overwhelming. I, I, met, I met Pastor Mark, and he blessed me with more business, and I, I, I met other brothers. I met my brother Rex Robards. It just, it just grew, and before you knew it, Jake came and quit his job, blind faith, and came and, and helped us, and, and we've, we've never looked back. It's just been, you know, we, we hope to grow. We, we absolutely love this area. But it's, it, it was a long journey, you know. Um, I, I fought the hard way up. I, I took the wrong road so many times. I'm in my 50s. I'm not that old. But I fought the hard battle. God didn't enter my heart for years. I, I did my, I was married, had four little kids. I did my token. I took them to church, dressed them up in their pretty clothes, and threw my tithing in the thing, and I thought I was good to go, and I'd get out and beat the streets, and I was the enemy. I, I Don't get in my path because I, I, I cut them down. I was, not, I was not a friendly warrior. I was out to grow. I love that almighty dollar, and it was coming to me one way or the other. And I fought that fight for 25 years, and I fought it. And the devil was my sidekick. We, we fought it, and every time God had slapped me down, and, and I'd sit there, and I'd be in a spot, and, I, and I'd know that what I was doing was maybe not the right way, but it really wasn't the wrong way. You know, it was the, that shade of gray way that people could walk. You know how it is. You go... Uh, you know, if I just stay right here, I'll be okay. If I don't go over here, nobody will say anything. 
But that wasn't the way it is. I, I was never truly blessed. I, I, I had, I just tried it the wrong way. I, I fought and I fought and finally, the state of Texas humbled me. They, they, they said, okay, well, you're not going to listen to anybody else. You are going to listen to us because you did actually step over here for a little bit. So we're going to correct you and put you over here. So I, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. State of Texas recognizes me as 1435228. I've been there. I've done it. I wore white. I went in. I was scared, but I was still too proud to understand. I, I stood before the warden. I said, she says, we're going to give you a job. And I said, huh, okay, I can do this. I'm college educated. I can work in computer. And she says, great, can you work a hoe? <laughs> she says, because you're on the hoe squad. I said, well, I'd be much more valuable to you doing this. And she said, no, you'd be much more valuable on the hoe squad. So I went out and I, I did that. And I lost my family. And I'm, you know, there's, if you've never been incarcerated for an extended period of time, it, it's not something that you can come to grasp with until you've been there. It, 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 it will humble you. It will humble you or it will break you or it will make you stronger. I sat there and I met a young boy and he was from down the street and had God in his heart and but he was out slinging that dope and he him and I would talk and one day he's like, "Hey, I can get you on the Bible squad." I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, you'll get out of you'll get out of on Sunday and Wednesday and we you know, they'll call you out and we'll get out of this little cell and we'll go, you know, with the pastor." And I'm thinking back in my head, I'm like, I'll do anything to get out of here for a couple hours. I, I'm in. Put Count me out. And I met with the pastor there, and he says, chaplain, excuse me, chaplain there. And I got in there, and my heart just moved. I watched 300 men in white sing, holy, 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 tears. I mean, just tears. I, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I just cried. God opened my heart, and I, I threw myself in the word, and uh, it, 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 it it just started to multiply. I was in the worst cell you could you could be in in that unit. Um, I, I spread the word. I came out, you know, after that, and it just it just moved me. I I I prayed about it every day. It just I came out, and it when when you've come out humbled, and you've been at that bottom, and you walk out into the free world, you it's it's like a rebirth. I came out. I had God in my heart. I, I came back to the people that were around me, and they're like, give me a break. You? And, and, and they turned my back on me. I was alone. I slept on a couch. I had nothing. And at that age, when you start that over, you go, what am I going to do? You, you go and you go to the parole board, and they go, yeah, you can go dig a ditch. They'll pay you a little bit of money because you're a, you're a marked man. You're it. They don't. There's no building, and and this is a real passion of mine is to help turn this around. And a fellow I have a great respect for, he gave me an opportunity. He says, "Come fix motorcycles, sell motorcycles with me. You can do it. You've done it with me before. I trust you. I'm gonna give you a break." And that man, and his wife, who's one of the most spiritual women I have ever met, she's in the Word. I love her to death. He gave me a break, and but I just I didn't have it. It just, there was something missing. I didn't, the word wasn't in me. I was 
flopping around. Now, I left him, and I went to work for another guy, and I, I just, I flopped around some more, and I'd lay in my bed, and I, you know, by this time, it, you know, I've got my own apartment, and I'm still, I'm still searching, so, you know, my heart is just there, and I'm working for this guy, and I'm watching how he treats other bikers, and, you know, and I, I bikes are in my blood, it's my passion, I love it. Uh, and there's nothing that gets my adrenaline flowing than seeing a, a, the, the brotherhood of these bikers. I, I love seeing these guys, Pyro, the Soldiers for Jesus guy. I just love them to death. I hung with that crowd. I, that I had some great guys that that talked to me. And one night I I met a wonderful woman and, and Sparkles, if nobody's got to meet her, she's just a godsend. She, she really helped form and, and turn my life around. And I... I dated her long distance for three years. I'd come here in town, and one day I, I said, I wrote on, I drew, a, I drew face cycles on a napkin. I said, God spoke to me. He said, open a Christian motorcycle shop in Conroe, Texas. Now, I knew nothing about Conroe. There could have been 50 motorcycle shops. I had no idea, but God said, you're going to go to Conroe, Texas and open face cycles. And I went to Trent, and I said, Trent, this is my vision. Trent says, I love it. With his backing, I packed everything I had, which wasn't a whole lot, but it fit, it fit all in the back of a Suburban, and I beat feet to Conroe, Texas, and I was sitting at Chiller Bees, and I said, I was telling Sparkles, I said, that building over there, I said, that'd be a great place. I said, but I just don't see it. You know, I said, it's just tough, and she says, well, pray about it. Well, God opened that door, put me in that location, made it the right. I mean, just it just everything. God just moved in my life, and everything just started falling into place, and and it just it just moved me to to be there, and to see that sign go up, and to have a Christian-based motorcycle shop in a world that fears from it. I mean, I've had guys pull up into the parking lot, look up at that cross, and they couldn't get out of there fast enough on their bike. They're afraid I'm going to come out and throw holy water on them or something. I, I mean, I, I don't know what the guy walks up. He goes, I didn't know what kind of shop this was. I go, it's a motorcycle shop. Yeah, but I see that. I'm, I'll see you later. I'm out of here. But, you know, I hope to break that. I, I want I want everybody to feel comfortable there. I, I, I love working with Mark. I love the, the, the brotherhood I have with my Biker for Christ brothers. It's just we're all in this together. We're all in it for God. I want to keep growing. I want to throw it out there and on this side of the county. I read, and I think there's just a lot of work we can do. I think God's opened doors up here. Um, with everybody's help, we work together. I tell you, Mark and Mary, I just love them. I tell you, you know, I wouldn't be standing here on a stage giving my testimony because, you know, Sparkle looks at me, and she says, can you kind of not tell people that? I said, well, I could, but I said, if they find out, then they'll talk about me. I said, they'll judge me. Only God can judge me. I, I stand before God and no one else. So I'm not a, what I did, I'm not proud of. Where I am, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so blessed. And it was God that did it, brought me here, standing in this church in front, in front of these people that I all call my friends, my brothers. And I hope that we just keep going. I just, it just, it just 
fills my heart. I, I just, I, I swell when I, I, I think about it. I'm so proud of everybody I've met. And it, it, the sad part about it is, and, and is the people that, that knew me from the past, that they see, you know, of course, Facebook. I came out, Facebook was something. I'm like, what? What is Facebook? Well, anyway, I've got old friends that come up and they look and go, oh, you found God. No, I said, God found me. I said, I wasn't looking. He found me. He said, he put his hand on me, and he's blessed me. I came out a stronger man. I'm a happier man. I, and I thank Mark so much for bringing me into his life. Let me stand on his stage, terrified. My, sho my shoes are shaking. I'm supposed to be this biker guy, and I'm not supposed to be scared of anything. But I tell you, if you have somebody in your life that's going through these things, Reach out to us. Reach out to Faith Cycles. Reach out to Mark. Don't hide it. You, everybody's going through something. I hit it. I fought that battle. I, I thought I could win it. I kept it a secret. I really wished I'd drop to my knees and pray, dear Lord, just guide me. But I didn't. I fought the hard fight. It wasn't easy. And he showed me. He humbled me. I will forever be grateful for the time I gave to the state of Texas because it brought me out a stronger man, a, a more faithful man. I, I, I love it. Um, I don't wish that on anybody. It's not something I really, you know, but, you know, I, I look back at it and I, I think, you know, where would I have been if I continued down the path I'd been? Who would I have hurt? Who, who else would I have destroyed? What lives would have crossed my path? Now I give back. I want to give and give and give. It's my, my shop is my way and my missionary statement to give back. You know, if you come to me and I'm going to try to give you the best price because that is my mission. I, I, I want people safe. I want them on bikes. I want them in the wind. I just, it's my way to give back. I, I took for so much and God, this is the way he's moved me. Granted, I don't, Get me wrong, I still like to pay my bills, but you know this is this is my way of, of giving back. I, I've, I've, I, I still have a need to grow. I, I'm, I'm so juvenile in the word. You could ask me things, and I'd look at you, and I, I still don't know. Um, I, I savor it. I, I, I inhale it. I absorb it, and that's what it's going to have to take. You know, everybody that I can't quote scripture. I'm not trained in the Bible. I didn't open a Bible until they said, hey, we're giving away free Bibles. Everybody's like going, yeah, you need to take one. You can roll up a cigarette in that. Well, I didn't smoke, you know. So I, I still carry that Bible. It has, you know, it has meaning to me. It was what helped me find the Lord. And, and I, just, I just pray for everybody here that, if you're having these struggles, don't hold them back. There's people around you. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to, to, to Rick, myself, Mark, Mary, everybody. There's somebody here. Um, I reach out to Mark. Every time I see him, I thank God that I'm walking the streets of Conroe, Texas. It just makes my heart so happy. He walks in. He fills you so, you know, with so much joy. Just He walks in. He, his presence fills the room. I feel God enter my life every time I see him. Same thing with Rick. I team up with Rex. I, I, I feel it. My brothers that I ride with, Jake, you know, I tell you, I, I don't know what I would do with him. 
he, he's my right-hand guy. I mean, it just, I depend on him, you know. Every, but every day I give thanks. I, I, I thank the good Lord for where he's put me in a place I knew nothing about that I haven't been to in 40 years. And it put me here, and I feel it as so at home. God bless you all. Thank you for having me. Praise God tonight, amen. Perfect. You turn the projector on. Hey, God, good. Yeah, I'm going to turn this on real quick, and I want to show you a little video. And man, is everybody having a good time tonight? Amen. We've only been in here 30 minutes, so we're we're having a good time tonight. Uh, the hot, the hamburgers are almost done. Uh, you know how they treat Ronnie whenever, whenever uh, I got me a new Bible tonight, and I'm going to use it. Uh, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, they treat me the same way. Uh, we're about the only cowboy church that has a motorcycle ministry. And people say, well, how'd you get this motorcycle ministry? And, and I'll never forget, I hired uh, world champion cowboy Bobby Welch. He'd been in the NFR seven times. And uh, I hired him last year, and he was my associate pastor for a year, and he went back on the road rodeoing. He's one of only ten cowboys in the world that's won over a million dollars in his career. And uh, so I hired him, and we had to go to a, uh, a, a cowboy meeting uh, at the association that we belong to. And all these cowboys came in and had their boots all on here. And, and, and I'm a cowboy too, but I'm also a biker. And I'm also a fisherman, and I like to sing, and I sing really good. <laughs> to me, I sing really good, but to y'all, I might not sing so good. But, but the Bible says that you must become all things that you might save one. And I read that, and I thought, wow. And, and so I went to this uh, uh, cowboy convention, this, this association meeting. I had Bobby with me. And I walked in. I felt like I was walking into an assassination. Anybody ever felt like they've been walked in and somebody was going to get you, somebody was going to plot to get you? Like, and I felt like I was walking into this assassination. And the first thing that I sat down and they said, hey, we hear you're running a motorcycle ministry out of your cowboy church. Now, you're getting away from the Western heritage culture. You're getting away from, from the vision of the cowboy church. You're getting away from, from this because what they had gotten into, what I'm trying to get away from and what we all need to try to get away from is stereotyping. So what they were doing and what they're still doing today is they're going after the real working cowboy. Well, brothers, I was that real working cowboy. Almost three-quarters of my life was a real working cowboy. And there's not many real cowboys left in America. So we, as a vision, as a church, when we started, we went after the going cowboys. Boys, hey, boys, listen. We went after the, the real working, uh, going rodeo cowboys. So we went after these guys, and we began to minister to these guys, and, 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 and that's what we did. And then, and then God laid on my heart to start this deal, and I went to this meeting, and we were going good, and we're, we put it on our sign, boot, suit, horse, or Harley. And then the president of the Cowboy Church Association drove by, and he said, boots, suit, Horse is okay. Harley, what kind of fiasco is Mark Grimes running? What is that? So I felt like I walked into They didn't even give me a chance to explain to myself. They didn't ask me why am I or why this. And the Bible says we must become all things that we might save one. 
Rex looks like a biker tonight, but if you go to one of his concerts and if you've been around him long enough, you know he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy at heart. But he loves motorcycles. He loves the biker culture. And so we're in this meeting, and, and, and they said, they didn't ask me. They said, Bobby Welch, seven-time NFR cowboy from Wyoming, Texas. He says, they said, uh, they said, Bobby Welch, what do you think about Mark Grimes mixing bikers with cowboys? I thought, oh, here I go. They're going to fire me. They're going to kick me out of the church association thing. I'm a jiggy, and, and, I, and they're not going to. And I, and, I, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I thought it was it. I thought I was done. I thought they wanted me to get out of their association. And I was like, what is Bobby going to say to them? Bobby has hardly ever been around any bikers in his entire life. I think I'm the first biker he ever met. I gave his son a motorcycle ride. He had never been on a motorcycle. They don't have motorcycles too many in Wyoming because they got a lot of snow. So they asked Bobby Welch. They said, Bobby, what do you think about Pastor Mark? What do you think about him putting cowboys and bikers together? And I thought, this is it. I'm done. He's going to open his mouth, and they're going to let me go, and they're going to put him in my place. And he said something. And, man, it just broke my heart into a million pieces. It was God speaking through Bobby. It was God speaking through Bobby, and it was God, whatever's happening behind me is about to kill me. Uh, it, was, it was Bobby, it was God speaking through Bobby, and Bobby said this, and I'll never forget it. Listen to me. He said, bikers and cowboys, they got a lot in common. He said, they're free-spirited people. They don't like a bunch of rules. They don't like a bunch of fancy. They don't like a bunch of regulations. They just like to be free. Well, Miss Connie, who can free us better than anybody is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I promise you, I ain't lying. I leaned over in front of all them cowboys with their boots and their spurs and their chaps and all that, and I kissed him right on the mouth. I just put my arms around it because that's the truth. Bikers don't want a bunch of rules and regulations, and, 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 and cowboys don't like a lot of rules and regulations, and I don't think that church should have a bunch of rules and regulations. I think people that should come in and be just ready to worship God the way that they want to and open their Bible up and fall in love with God. Because here's what's keeping bikers away from church. Here's what's keeping people away from church. Is anybody getting this? Here's what's keeping people away from church. They think God is rules and regulations. But God is not rules and regulations. God is love. And if you ask me about my ministry, or if, you ask, if, I, if somebody were to ask them about your ministry, what would you be able to tell them? What would you be able to say to them? Why do you have this ministry? Why are you involved in this ministry? I'm going to tell you why you should say and what you should say. This is my message wrote on, on a little piece of paper. I tore it up. If somebody asks why you're involved in the ministry that you're in, say this to them. We're reaching those we're called to serve. It's going to take them soldier guys to go out in the world. It's going to take the BFC guys, the believers. It's going to take all of us to go out and reach those ones that we're called to serve. Rex has got a cool little ministry now. Some of you got cool. Brady, Brady's got a cooking ministry. 
Brady was over here sweating like dog. Miss Lita's got a cooking ministry that she's involved in. We are called to minister and go out and serve those ones in what we do. Reaching those you are called to serve. Communicating it. God wants us to communicate that. God wants us to tell people that. When was the last time you really went and told somebody about Jesus? Not that you wore it. Not that you had it on your bike. Not that you, you, you had it for the whole world to see on a tent somewhere. But one-on-one. Your son, your daughter. One of their friends, one of their girlfriends, one of their boyfriends. When was the last time you stopped at a McDonald's for a mocha frappe? Which she does every day, eh? You're breaking me with those frappes. But we were in McDonald's. We were in McDonald's. And she said, baby, go get me a frappe. I said, baby, I don't know how to spell frappe. But if she wants it, I get it because I love her. And I can't stand coffee or the smell of coffee. I'm too young for coffee. I've never liked coffee. I never will like coffee. Can I get an amen? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I walk into McDonald's and I get her a frappe and I got a Caney Creek Cowboy Church shirt on and someone asked me if I'd pray with them. I stopped what I was doing and I told them about my church. I told them about some of the ministries and I invited them. So listen, you're reaching those you're called to serve and we also got to communicate it with those and we got to tell them from our heart what God done. Rex, Ronnie, Victor, Connie, all of us, all, most of us, we're not ashamed of our past because we had to go through that to get to where we are today. And I think this from my heart, that if you have a ministry, pay attention because a lot of us got different ministries. You ought to do it with excellence. You ought to do your ministry with excellence. You ought to do your ministry the best that you can. You ought to do your ministry with excellence because God is excellent. And if we're going to go out in this world and we're going to lead people to the Lord, then we got to live a life of excellence. How did I get it on my sign? How did I get boot, suit, horse, or Harley? I got a phone call. Is this thing ready? I got a phone call one day, and, I, and on the other end of the phone, there was a, a, a guy, and he said, Odele Kumpa. I've been in prison, too. I know what they say. I've been in California prison. <laughs> he said, Odele Kumpa. I said, Odele. He said, is this the Pastor Mark Grimes? I said, this is him. Who is this? He said, this is Al Avery's. I said, how can I help you, Al Avery's? He said, listen, I got a men's home in California. And he said, somebody told me about your cowboy church. And he said, I want to start a cowboy church, a men's home that helps men who get out of prison that are addicted to drugs. Hey, I, I, I listened. I listened close. He said, to help men who get out of prison who are still addicted to drugs. He said, can you tell me about your cowboy church? Can you tell me what you're doing? And, man, I began to tell him. I said, can you tell me who you are? He said, man, I was a hell's angel. 
And then I was a Mongol. And he said, now I'm a Christian. And we formed a brotherhood on the telephone. He told me about riding his motorcycle across the world. He told me about some of the evil things he'd done. He told me that, that God saved him and delivered him. And listen, he is the biggest, baddest biker I've ever met in my entire life. The biggest, baddest biker I've ever met in my entire life. And God broke him. God broke him. And he loves Jesus. And he said to me, you let old biker come to your church? I said, man, I let anybody come to my church. And he's been on the 700 Club. He's been, he's really famous all around the world. He preaches in prisons every week. They put him on a plane. He said, I don't even know how to get my ticket, preacher. But somebody book it for me. And he gets on the plane, and he flies all over the place. Well, they were giving him a big award. They were giving him a big award for changing his life, a Christian association. They flew him into Huntsville, the prison capital of the world. They flew him into Huntsville to give him this big award. And he called me up. He said, hey, Vato, I, I know I could call him right now and put him on speakerphone if you want. He said, come and get me. I said, where are you? He said, I'm in Huntsville, but come quickly. <laughs> I said, why? He said, because they're going to come and pick me up and take me to get my award. But heck with the award. I want to come and meet you. And so, man, we bust butt, we go over there, and we get him, and we bring him back out here to this church, and he's standing in amazement. He can't believe the animals. He can't believe the property. We took him down to the Jordan where we baptized, and he said, how did you fill it up? I said, the Lord filled it up. He went back home, and he said, he told the people, he said, that preacher, he's a liar. He said, the Lord filled up his tank. They got no rain in California. <laughs> Through mine and his relationship over the phone and then in person and then here, and I took him out for a fish dinner, I decided that it's very important to have a motorcycle ministry. It's very important because there's other hard people out there that need God to break them. So you're in these motorcycle ministries. You're going to sometimes reach some of the hardest people. But know if God is with you, all things are possible. <laughs> Will you hit those lights? Will you hit those lights? I'm going to show you his video, his bio. Big Al Aceves was the warlord of a motorcycle gang called the Mongols. Violence pumped through his veins like blood, and no one dared to mess with him until one day Big Al 
met his match. Alfonso Aceves was only a teenager, and he was addicted to violence. When I was already like 18, 19, I, I was committing crimes, selling drugs. You know, it was like excitement. You wanted to do it. You had to do it. And then when you did it, you were glad you did it, even if you came out hurt. And then all of a sudden, the Vietnam War came. I wanted to go because they were going to be paying me for killing people. I was finally going to get money for something that I've always wanted to do. Al served two tours in Vietnam as a member of the 101st Airborne. When his time was up, he returned home. I thought to myself, what am I going to do? And I was coming home on the plane, and I said, man, I'll, I'll, I'll go to college, try to change my life. That didn't happen. After several run-ins with the law, he and some friends started a motorcycle club called the Mongols. When we started the Mongols, there was 10 of us. And everywhere we went, somebody would want to test us, and we'd fight. And little by little, we started growing, growing more chapters, until I was getting kind of like famous in there for all the fights I had, all the things I would do to people. Big Al was uh, a sergeant at arms. Uh, he was what I call a warlord. And whenever we needed something taken care of, uh, Al was the guy that we looked to. We thought we were living a dream, all these things we were doing. Everybody was so afraid they would never say anything. So I picked up the gun. You got the money? And I ended up going and doing things for other people that the old money I'd go collect. Al made countless enemies and eventually became addicted to heroin. Even so, he married Lorraine. And I had six kids, and he married me with these six kids. And he said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of the kids. I'll support you. Everything will be all right. Al's addiction grew worse. He needed money for drugs, so he started taking on bigger jobs. I needed drugs, so I needed to do things. And that's when we, like, I would take whatever I would get. They would say, could you bomb this place? And I'd give them a prize. And I was always worried, always fearful that he'd get in trouble or die or because he'd go all over, Mexico, everywhere. And I used to say, oh, is he going to come home? Or they're going to give me a phone call and he's dead. When the money ran out, Al and his family needed a place to stay. So a family took them into their home, but they had one stipulation. He says, uh, there's only one thing. He says, we're going to read a scripture every day when I come home. I didn't know what a scripture was. John 3:16. As Al reluctantly read the Bible, his curiosity began to grow. One day, he brings another guy. And then the guy started talking to me about salvation. He says, you know, wouldn't you like to be saved? Wouldn't you like your sins to be forgiven? And I looked at him, I told him, man, you don't know who you're talking to. You know what I mean? The things I've done. And he told me, no, God died on the cross for you. And so I accepted the Lord, and I was still hooked. But turning his life around wasn't so easy. He was eventually locked up for planning a bomb attack. When he came out, we went to meet him at the airport, my family and I, and I was scared, fearful. I didn't know which way he was going to go. And when he came home, it was a little rough at first, but he just said, we're going to church, we're going back to church. 
I don't want to leave God anymore. I want to stay with him. Al moved into a Christian men's home and kicked his drug habit. I was kicking heroin. God was so good that he gave me the strength to stay because I wanted to run. But when I started falling down on the ground having convulsions, God was good. He just, I stayed, I kicked. Eventually, Al started working at the men's home. Everyone around him noticed a change, especially Andy, his friend from the Mongol days. Andy, too, became a Christian. That's been the uh, awesome thing to see, that uh, the transformation, because he was always, to me, was a big, rugged, hardcore guy. And now, uh, the tone of his voice has changed. Uh, he's a, ver a very compassionate person, uh, very sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to the needs of people. I'm proud of the strength in him that he stood. He stood up and said, I'll follow you, Lord. Oh, I know it was hard because of his background and all that he's been through. And then, you know, being a dad, raising my kids, I'm proud of him. Death called on me a lot. People have tried to kill me forever. But God had a plan in my life. No matter what kind of biker you are, no matter what club you're in, no matter what situation you're in, God can take you out of it. My life has changed just because of Christ, not because of any drug, not because of any program, no doctor, no psychiatrist. God has changed my life completely from the person I was to who I am now. He's changed my life completely. There was a killer. <clears throat> Big Al was a killer. He was a murdering killer, and he loved to do it. But God changed his heart. And the Bible says if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all has become new. Big Al is a new creature in Christ. His sins are past. They're covered by the blood of Jesus. So some of you in the audience right now, you're saying, well, I didn't do anything that bad. I didn't do anything that bad. Well, whatever sins we've committed, a little one or a big one, it all offends the majesty of God. And yet God will forgive you for the big ones or for the little ones. Whatever you think you've done, God Almighty says, come home, child. I love you. I love you. I'll pick you up. I love you. If you want to know him today, Jesus Christ died on the cross. He died for you. He loves you. Pray these words. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, that's right, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I love you, Lord. I love you today. I love you because you love me. And right now, I open my heart to you, and I say, Jesus, please come into my heart. I give you my life. All the sin and the roughness and the harshness that's been there, all the things that have been done to me and all the hurts, I give them all to you, Lord. And I take from you your salvation and your blessing for me. Take over my life, Lord, from this moment on. <clears throat> you are mine and I am yours. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to close with that. You know, that, that is the real deal right there. God is love.
and he's for everybody. And I know that my brother's over here, my brother's here, and my brothers and sisters here, and the ones that are in our motorcycle ministry and in our church. We need one purpose and one mind, and that's Christ's purpose and Christ's mind. And when we do that, guys, when we do that, God is going to take us places and allow us to do things we never were able to do before. And there is no better feeling and you'll ever feel than leading someone else to the Lord. I think that's what Al got. I think that's what I got. I think that's what these guys that are on these ministries has, is that feeling of wanting to lead people to the Lord. And our teenagers going to serve some hamburgers tonight. Stay in fellowship. They work very hard doing a fundraiser for our fall festival. But like I say, don't let money keep you from staying in fellowship. You can eat in the church or you can eat in the bleachers or, or go and meet some people tonight. Amen. Let's pray together. Brother Lyle, would you come and close us with prayer, my brother? Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Neil. Tomorrow, thank you guys for coming. It's an honor for you guys to be here with us tonight. Father God, we just thank you for the evening that you've given us, God, and thank you for the uh, the vision that uh, that uh, that we can all have to uh, to take your word to the world that's lost and dying. Um, Father, every walk of life, every every profession, and uh, every. Every person that has a, a job also has a ministry. God, just help us to remember that and to, to stand before you and stand before people and represent you. And we just thank you and ask you to bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen.